Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss when your victim mentality is implied. Note, this is something that I've noticed quite a bit on the internet. Where else do you notice things? Is that when guys talk about responsibility and how important it is, often goes along with discipline. Although we're not talking about discipline today, but hey, you got to be responsible. You got to take responsibility for your life. I see these same guys turn around and uh, propel, propagate, promulgate, and propagate messages that uh, are contrary to responsibility, that are actually a disavowing of their responsibility, even though they don't know it, it's implied. I'm not calling them hypocrites. They simply don't understand the system that they uh, are, are talking about. I think it's very similar. You know, like you see the same thing when people talk about, uh, you know, what's, what's the most popular thing to say about politics is we need to end war. We gotta, we need a world peace. And I think that's a high ideal, but you see these same people turn around and support uh, government bureaucracies implicitly. You know, they, they support policies that eventually lead to government bureaucracies, but then you ask them, well, where does war come from? A war is nothing but a government bureaucracy propagating itself. So you say you don't want war, and I believe you, but you don't really understand the system that creates war in the first place. So inevitably what you're doing, you're saying one thing, but you're feeding a system that is eventually going to lead to more war. I don't care what you consciously think or say or want. I think that's a great example because it's a misunderstanding of the system that creates war. But you'll see the same thing in psychology. Somebody will say, oh, I want a loving relationship. You know, I, I want um, a serious relationship with somebody and I want it to be open and loving. But then these same people, if their uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, uh, wife or husband, they say something that makes this person upset or causes a lot of anxiety, this person freaks out and wants to shut the other person down. It's like, okay, great. Yeah, you want a, an open and loving relationship, but you're not, you haven't worked on the system that naturally gives way to an open, loving, you know, respectful, you know, healthy, mature kind of relationship, whatever kind of relationship you think you want. Because you get really anxious whenever your partner brings up this one thing. So now you're, they're, they're just going to stop bringing that up. They're going to stop bringing that up. And inevitably, it's going to lead to a more closed off, more distant, more disconnected relationship. I don't care how much you say you want an open, loving, mature, healthy relationship. And I guess if we're going along the relationship route, people do the same thing with their children, right? Well, I want uh, independent, uh, successful children. But whenever your children show any kind of independence, you get anxious and, uh, you know, become a helicopter parent in a sense. Yeah, I'm sure you want to raise a child who's independent, successful, and able to think for themselves and all these things, but your anxiety is getting in the way, right? There's just this, and it's, again, it, it, I need to say this again, it, I'm not calling you a hypocrite. You are you definitely are not a hypocrite. But you have to understand how you, you don't get the system that naturally leads to whatever it is you want, whether it's world peace, whether it's a loving relationship, whether it's an independent child. Right? We, we need to understand what causes the thing that we say we don't want. So in this case, we're talking about the victim mentality. And again, guys are on the internet saying, hey, victimhood is bad. 
responsibility the opposite of victimhood so you got to be responsible everything in their lives in your life but i i hear these same guys and a lot of guys uh discussing that ideas that lead to or imply a victim mentality in the first place and well i guess i should just say it's an aside because i don't think i, I mentioned this yet but uh so what is victim mentality it's it's in a sense when you think that your problems the problems in your life are because of or other people need to solve your problems right not that other people are the cause of your problems that's not victim mentality that can be really healthy to notice but it is your problem and if you are a mature functioning adult in some respect at least whatever little respect that you are a mature functioning adult then it is your responsibility to solve your problem because it is your problem even if somebody else caused it and this is very tricky because we start talking about being parented and oh my dad my dad behaved in this way and this gave me this problem that i have now that's true that is 100 percent true you are not at fault for this problem yet it is your responsibility i i think you know we just cannot get nuanced get differentiated about those two concepts enough but people turn around and propagate promulgate the victim mentality when they don't know they do it and, and you know it's just really important to do this because you got to be totally ruthless when it comes to living the life that you want and if there's just one percent of this victim mentality in there you know it that's uh that's addicting right that's addicting that's elusive it, it recreates these these feelings that we had when we were children when we really were victims and we latch onto those and the one percent victimhood becomes two percent becomes three percent you know if you ever had a an injury like a sports injury you ever hurt your ankle and and you don't let it and you let it heal 95 even 98 percent your your ankles 98 I'm, this is personal experience right your ankles 98 percent healed and then you go back into the gym and you just hurt your knee and it doesn't happen all at once, but you're walking around or you're doing squats or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, you're doing the squat, but now you're doing it to protect your ankles. So this pushes undue, put that this puts undue pressure on your knee, and it just becomes the systemic thing, right? Your your, your body is holistic. Your psychology is holistic. One percent victim mentality. I mean, you might be able to get away with it. You know, that's fine. But I wouldn't bet too much money on it like how one injury leads to another so here are five signs of victim mentality implied and this of course these ideas are often propagated by guys who if you ask them is it good to take responsibility they'll say oh yes 100 percent." but you're not really doing it not because you're a hypocrite but because you don't understand the system your psychology that you're talking about so the first one I know I've talked about this a lot is the lament of pop culture. This often goes hand in hand with nostalgia and you see Twitter accounts guys talking about being tough and being stoic and then they lament the good old days and there's a meme a couple weeks ago. We used to be a country, a proper country. What happened? Are you just trying to make things, are you just trying to make society better or are you falling to the past and saying, man, if if uh, society was this projected thing, you know, we don't know how real it is, it's just what your mind projects it out to be, or what it was in 1955. Uh, 
we um right you don't know you don't actually know how it was like probably a lot of the same problems that we have now if you're having problems now you're probably going to be having problems in 1955 um so it's that nostalgia right a euphemism for self-pity there are issues going on in modern culture that i can't deal with so i need to project back you know i don't need to return to a previous era right yeah read a read any uh, history book of ancient egypt they try to return they try to return with the V. They tried for 1,500 years, and that's exactly why they collapse. Something that, that you see uh, in this vein of lamenting pop culture is the portrayal of fatherhood on television. I know, because Homer Simpson's portrayed like an idiot. Nobody respects men anymore. Nobody respects masculinity. Yeah, it's because this guy, Matt Groening, this, this, uh, <laughs> this boomer guy, Matt Groening, uh, chose to portray a cartoon father on TV in a buffoonish way. Hilarious in a buffoonish way. That's why we don't have any respect for masculinity. Not because it has nothing to do with the degradation of the individual in philosophy for the past 350 years. Part of the degradation of the individual is the degradation of masculinity and femininity, the, the sexual expressions of individualism. But yeah, it's it probably, right, but you don't understand all that. So you don't talk about these ideas that are important to discuss if we do want to take back individualism and masculinity and femininity. But you're never going to get there because you're trapped in this victim mentality of nobody respects dads because of how Homer Simpson was portrayed on television. The, the second way that people implicitly accept a victimhood mentality when they think that they are living responsibility, a responsible life, is when they ignore their emotions. Uh, and this is easy to do when your emotions are irrational. So let's just say you're, you break up with your girlfriend but you still are jealous of her. Like, like, right, the example I always use, you break up with your girlfriend and you're really happy about it, but then you see her out with another guy who, uh, you know, is better looking than you, he's more athletic, he probably has more money, you project all these things and you start to get jealous and then you go, wait, that's not rational. I don't even want to be with this person, this girl, because of reasons A, B, and C, and that's why I broke up with her was the right decision. Oh, but I feel this jealousy. Well, I'm just going to shut the jealousy away. No, that's wrong. It is incorrect. That jealousy is irrational. So I'm simply going to avoid it and do my stoic, you know, daily routine meditation thing. Get up and read, uh, med um, yeah, meditations or uh, Epictetus. I'm going to get up and read this slave philosophy. Um, not, not getting what you don't get there is that what is in those emotions is just like compacted, unprocessed psychic material and unprocessed psychic material is simply material that you were not conscious of parts of your psychic life that you are not conscious of and, be, and because you're not conscious of it there's no way you could possibly take responsibility for it what is what informs that emotion these emotions just don't come out of nowhere i understand right evolutionary psychology where we're more likely to feel certain emotions in certain situations but that doesn't explain the emotion that doesn't explain why you're feeling irrational that, that irrational jealousy for the, that, that girlfriend. So you think you're taking responsibility by, I'm just going to turn away from the emotion. That's irrational. That's wrong. I don't want to discuss that because then I'll look weak because I don't know what jealousy is and I don't know how to talk through it because I haven't met Mark yet. And Mark is me because I haven't met this really uh, great guy on YouTube who knows how emotions work. So I'm just going to turn away from the emotion. Well, you are not taking responsibility for your life. I'm sorry to tell you. 
I know this is no fun to hear, but your emotions are an important part of who you are. Not your emotions so much, yes, but how you relate with your emotions. That is a very important part of who you are. So stoic guy who wants to do his affirmations instead of looking at, whoa, why am I feeling jealous here? What's going on? Let's dig in here. I know I understand this is a problem and this is maybe a dark space in my life, but maybe I need to step in it, into it for a week or so to really discover what's going on there. You, know, you think you're taking responsibility, but you're not. Uh, another way that people uh, sort of come to the victim mentality, I mean, this one's, I don't know, it, it seemed like, it seemed uh, really smart when I first thought of it, sitting at my computer, but now I'm looking at it, it's kind of stupid or obvious, but um, whenever you complain about something, well, I guess my point here is people think that complaining is wrong. Um, how do I say this? Okay, what I've noticed is that in, in, in everyday parlance, when people say, stop complaining, they don't mean complaining is wrong, so stop complaining. What they mean is what you're complaining about, that's wrong. It's okay to complain, but what you're complaining about, so the a popular iteration of this is, oh, that's just a first world problem, complaining about how your coffee at Starbucks is too cold or too hot or whatever, stop complaining. Which implies that if you did have a real problem, then it would be okay to complain about. I think that's something I've noticed. And I think this is what guys implicitly mean when they mean stop complaining. It's, no, complaining's okay. You just got to complain about the right things. But this is, you know, the tricky part about taking responsibility for yourself is even when what you complain about is correct, you're still wrong to complain. Not that you can't talk about it. It's important to talk about it. But if you think like the... Right? Like with pop culture. So you complain about pop culture and you excuse yourself. Oh, this must not be a victim mentality because I'm right about this thing I'm complaining about. And you can very well be right, but you're still dumping your emotional baggage into that thing that is supposedly wrong. Let's say it's in truth wrong. Dump your emotional baggage in there. And what you do unconsciously is you go, oh, see, that's, that's the reason that things may not be working out as well as I want to in my life. And your life could be going well, but it could be going better too. And maybe part of the reason is you take that psychic energy, that precious libido, and go, oh, it's this thing in pop culture I don't like. Um, so, you know, people are complaining a lot about, uh, like, the COVID lockdowns, right? That's a popular thing to complain about. I don't care what you think about COVID lockdowns or other side of the aisle. Let's say you're either complaining about the COVID lockdowns or you're complaining about people not getting vaccinated. And you may be right. You may be right in, in your uh, appraisal of the situation, your intellectual appraisal, but you're still dumping your emotional baggage into that thing. Um, okay, now the fourth, fourth thing. Hopefully that point wasn't <laughs> too uh, stupid. So, so the fourth uh, indication that you are, that, that your victimhood is implied is whenever you use the term bully, also what goes along with this is privilege. Whenever people use these words, it's, uh, it's a way to kind of make this thing that's going on in the world, it's to make it wrong and to make you the apparent victim by comparison. So that's the implication of the word privilege. Now I understand, I don't want to get too much into, you know, privilege talk and things like that right now, but I understand that there are people who are privileged in the sense that it's easier to be person a person of a certain group 
let's say, than a person of another group. And you can look at the numbers and say, yeah, of course, that's exactly what's going on. Of course, the question is, why is that going on? I think that's a much more complicated um, much more complicated issue than people let on. But privilege, uh, bully, elite. Oh, there's these elites out there, this cabal, right? That implies that there is a, a powerful structure out there that is keeping you down in some way. And you can, at one side of your mouth, say, oh, you got to take responsibility for your life. And then you, you'll complain about these elites over here. Well, which one is it, right? Is it okay to take, to be a victim sometimes? Well, when is it okay to be a victim? Okay, well, we got to get into that then because that is a profound philosophical argument about the nature of man and his consciousness and his relationship with re reality when you say, well, it's mostly good to be responsible, but also, well, you can be a victim sometimes because look at these elites. I mean, look at, you know, whatever this politician is. Oh, it's terrible. Don't, don't you see how they oppress us? And you may be true. Or, or your, your, your analysis of that situation may be true, but are you still dumping your psychic baggage into there, okay, well then you're not taking responsibility because it is your psychic baggage. And how much you don't like Elizabeth Warren, if she was completely gone, you would still have that psychic baggage. In fact, it may even be worse because now there's nobody to complain but you, or nobody to blame except you, well, feels worse in the short term. Like that's therapy, that's the Jean Valjean growth is you feel worse in the short term, but eventually you gotta feel worse to, to get to a place that's better. Eventually, you're right, you gotta go down before you can go up. And then, I guess this kind of goes along with the fourth point. I, I could have made this three points. Could have made this three points, guys. But it goes along with the fourth point. The bully is political involvement of any kind. And I don't mean you can't talk about politics, but the essence of politics is I want the government to do something. The government needs to do something in order for me to live the life that I want. Right? There are needs that I have in my own life that I don't feel, maybe I, I don't, I, I probably can take care of them myself, but at least I don't feel like I can, or I don't perceive other people can take care of these needs on their own. Usually that's just a projection of your own feelings of inferiority or insecurity or, or weakness that aren't true. They feel true though. So you want the government to take care of it. Okay, well, that's just another instance of not taking responsibility for your life. Or, or, you know, caring about the, a candidate at all. Like, like it matters who wins the election. Like, you know, I, I don't want to be a, what's it, like a doomer and Gen Xer or something, but come on. You know, like, you think politicians care about you? I mean, you're living in this childhood fantasy if you think politicians care about you. So to care about them is just to take your problems in your life and say, well, if this one person got in office, that would fix everything. And it wouldn't. You know, it doesn't fix anything ever. Um, same with politics also there's uh you know there's tribalism i think that goes along with politics and so instead of the political group it's the ethnic group it's the racial group the the a chromosomal different group you know whatever happens to be and by the way you could be right about politics like whatever you're complaining about again you can be right and maybe things would be better if this one politician was in office as opposed to the other one but is that the root of your issue it most definitely is not. Otherwise, we're back to the okay. So it's okay to be a victim in some areas. Why is it okay? That's a very deep philosophical or perhaps psychological argument. Are you really, really ready to have that? Or I think I think it's uh, probably much more conducive to your health and happiness. And so the reality of your situation is when you say, well, you know, I have my political opinions. And yeah, I'm not saying that all political opinions are equal. 
because they're all subjective. But what is my problem problem really about? Oh, it's me and my issue and how I'm really not managing this situation well. And, you know, I can barely change my mom, if at all. How am I going to change society? So those are just some instances of, a, you know, implied victimhood mentality. You know, not to chastise you. I don't want to make it seem like I'm the guy who never acts like a victim or never has a victim mentality. I mean, please, I, I had 10 victim mentalities before breakfast today. But this is just to, to help you realize when you're getting stuck. And perhaps you're getting stuck because while you say you want responsibility, you, you may be partaking in certain mental processes, to say the very least, that perpetuates victimhood completely outside of your awareness. Not because you're a hypocrite or there's anything wrong with you or you're morally bad or anything like that, but just because you don't understand the system that you're up against. And that's what we can help you with here is we do therapy. And I think part of what uh, makes the therapy we do unique is we show you the system. We show you how your psychology works. Here's what emotions are. Here's how they work. Here's what your identity is. Here's where it comes from. Masculinity. Here's exactly what it is. And if you have unprocessed emotions, because emotions work on this, through a certain structure, here's how you talk through them. You talk through your emotions in this precise way to process emotions, to become ever more aware of your emotional baggage, become ever more conscious of it, so it is less likely, much less likely now, to affect you outside of your conscious awareness. And so you're that much more likely to take responsibility for your life and ultimately live the life that you want certain job, making a certain amount of money, having a certain woman in your life. And that's what we can help you with here, right? AnimusEmpire.com slash schedule. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, have a happy new year. And I think your new year will be a lot happier when uh, you can take responsibility for uh, situations even when especially when it's easy to be a victim.